What's going on, Tub? What's going on, Jimbo? Oh, uh, you know, just same old thing. Have you looked at the standings lately? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried. No. I mean, what's there to worry about? I mean, we know more about football than the coin does, right? Yes, of course. It doesn't matter if the coin is in the top 91 percentile and it's in like the top 12,000. It's just heads or tails. It can't quantify all the things we've seen and all of our experiences. Yeah, yeah. We've got so much more experience than a piece of metal does when it comes to picking football games. No doubt. Yeah. I am not worried at all. Yeah, I'm definitely not worried. I'm I'm definitely not staying in my bed at night. Laying awake, thinking about how much it bothers me that the coin is beating me. And it's definitely not impacting my day-to-day life. And I'm definitely not walking around getting mad at any piece of shiny metal that I see. No, no, no. Everything's great for me. Yeah, I'm definitely not frequenting the coin star and just dumping coins into there just to get them out of my pocket. Yeah, and I'm definitely not, like, uh, returning bottles and then dumping the coins, like, down the drain somewhere, like, or throwing them in the fountains. Or, uh, you know, taking them to those places where... Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's good. We're going to come back this week. We're going to... We are going to be in the 91 percentile because we're going to get all the picks. Yeah, yeah. We're better than the coin. I mean, I'm not worried. Without question. I'm, I'm definitely not worried. You Nothing can te- to worry about. You can tell how not worried I am by the fact that I keep talking about how not worried I am. Of course. That's the surest sign of not being worried. 100 I'm, percent. I'm not I'm not concerned. It's not It's not a concern. No. Nope. I'm, not, I'm not worried. Uh, uh, do we nope. do we do we have to keep making these picks? Do do people have to keep knowing about this? I'm I'm a little embarrassed, man. I need this. Like we we gotta win. We gotta right? show something. We 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 can't let this happen. We're we're better than the coin, right? This isn't a problem. It's nothing. It's we're nothing. we're good, we right? This. Okay. Uh, so do we do we dare go on? Is this week five? This is week five. Let's do it. Let's roll. You're listening to the Even the Odds Podcast with your hosts, Tub and Jimbo. Welcome to the Even the Odds Show. My name is Tub. And my name is Jim. And thank you for joining us for week five in NFL action and NFL picks. In this week's edition, while we go over our our picking woes and, and how we're going to kind of try to right the ship here, and how you should start picking your parlays based on what the coin picks, uh, judging how well it's doing in the current uh, edition of, of the ESPN Pigskin Pick'em Contest. Yeah. I mean, the coin is in a league almost unto itself within our league. It is in the top 91 percentile of the entire ESPN Pigskin Pick'em League. And it's uh, right around, what, like 12,000? Yeah, and you would imagine there's hundreds of thousands of entries that have been there placed is. into this uh, website. So the fact that our dearly beloved coin is doing so well and we're not makes us sick. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll do fine. We're going to move on to this week's picks. We'll be fine. Once we get to this week, it's all sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Th- there, there's no mess around this week. We're, we're pretty focused. Um, we did some, like, you know, mind crunches we kind of like really thought like thought ahead like uh what's going to be important this mental week mental gymnastics yeah you know it's good to keep your mind fit like especially when i'm you come not to fit the, so i got to keep my mind fit yeah yeah you got to exercise the brain a little especially when it comes to some of these picks that we're going to get into this week but uh yeah anything you want to touch on this week before we get into the picks not really i think everything we need to say is going to be within the matchup and the confines of the coin picks so let's get right to the coin picks. All right, let's do it. Welcome back, guys. We're on to week five, 
And we've been through a lot. And, and I know you've been on this journey with us as well. As you can tell, the coin is obliterating us. Real bad. Yeah. The coin actually right now is in the top 91 percentile of all the picks on ESPN's fantasy uh, pick and challenge. So, yeah, this is not going as we planned. But I think at this point we need to step up, and I think maybe we even need to raise the stakes here. How so? Well, I propose if we both lose the coin, we have to face some sort of stipulation or challenge. Mm. Well, we can figure that out at a later date. Maybe we can get some suggestions or we can come up with something, but I think we should put something on the line here. I, I'm not going to take this line down. We're better than a fucking coin. I agree. We're better than a damn coin. I can tell you that. This coin has done really well, but it ends today. Yeah, I've had enough. Like No more. We, I mean, we tried everything. I mean, I tried like taking an interest in football teams that I know are crap, and, mm-hmm. I, and I bought into it just for the sake of maybe I could pick up a game or something. Uh, I visited the football gods. Uh, I feel really burned by that one. I was I was doing all the rules. I was trying not to be a, a sinner, you know. I was trying to be a good, you know, football patron. And no, it bit me in the ass. Like, what do you do? Like, I can't think. You don't talk shit about the Patriots. I think that we were good. I think that was our problem. Tip that scale. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess we're sorry. I mean, I, I've. Forget all those bad things I just said. I, I'm I'm still a believer. I, I believe in you, football god. But anyways, let's move on to week five here. Week five kicks off with the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks, with the Seahawks giving the Rams one and a half points. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I know what happened. We all saw Jameis eat that W. Like, that was not expected. I mean, everyone can agree there. Like, no one saw a 55-40 to 40 game between those two teams. Nope. I was expecting more of, I don't know, the Rams kicking their ass. So the Bucks, the Bucks haven't looked special all year. But, I mean, I guess, I mean, out of nowhere, Jameis is kind of showing up. He's been pretty good so far. Yeah, I would agree. And, I mean, can the Rams shake off that big loss against the Bucks? Take on Russell Wilson on a short week, who has been lighting the league on fire. It's going to be a tough test. I mean, if they had a hard time against Jameis Winston, they're in for a day against Russell Wilson. It's not going to get much easier. And this game's in Seattle, correct? Yes, it is. That's going to be a pretty loud environment. I'm not sure if this was the game the Rams really wanted after such a grueling battle they went through this last Sunday on a short week here. Uh, I don't know about this one. I think this one could go either way. I think the fact that you're giving the Rams points, though, to me, that makes me lean towards their direction. I think they're the better team. I think Russell Wilson is definitely the better quarterback, though. So it all remains to be seen, but I think I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. I'm going with the Rams, too. I'm looking for the run game to bounce back from what was pretty putrid last week. I thought Gurley looked okay, but yeah. did, but eh. I mean, they didn't get the opportunities that they need to make that offense really click. Oh, yeah, I'll agree with you there. When that's disrupted, then they start getting turnovers. Goff had a couple, I know for sure. And they still they put up impressive yards. 
throughout between Woods and Cup, and I think they had a couple scores. Yeah, yeah. Th- uh, everyone was pretty productive, but I mean, it really comes down to you can't be allowed on 55 points. No. I, mean, I don't think that's going to happen in this one either. I think this is going to be a relatively low score, and I'm thinking like first one of the 20 is probably going to win this one. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams, though. Yep, I'm going with the Rams as well, and let's see what the coin will decide. The coin is also going with the Rams. Oh, the coin knows what's up. So, I mean, we're gonna we gotta trust it at this point. Makes I mean, me feel a little bit better about my pick. I want to start betting my paycheck on the coin. And kicking off Sunday action, we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Houston Texans, with the Texans giving Atlanta four and a half points. Man, this has been such a weird week for both these teams. Did you see that uh, ridiculous press conference with Sean Watson? Everybody's trying to give him a hard time about the defense that they're running that game. He broke it down pretty well, but everybody's just being real weird about it. I just don't get uh, the whole obsession with press conferences at this point. I think no. they're kind of a big waste of time. I and think so, too. I'm honestly sick of hearing the same things, and when a player actually does come out and say something, people criticize him for it. It's stupid. Um, so, anyways, uh, I I think it's official. I mean, I'm just out on the Falcons. Yep. I, I – they burned me too many times. Out I thought with the this, Falcons in with the fail clowns. Yeah, I'm. I just can't do it. I, this, this is just not a team that I can believe in anymore. Uh, I would have thought that. Yeah, especially after that game against Philadelphia, I thought that they were going to come out strong and trying to get keep things going. But then there was that that weird game against the Colts. Like, what what was that? And then how they do against the Titans? They're just laying eggs. Those were two gimmies. Mm-hmm. Those they were the better sure. team both games. So what do they do now? Like I, I don't understand. Like I I'm just not a believer. I'm I'm out on them. And honestly, I think even in also a loss, the Texans showed a lot of resilience. I think the Texans still look like a team that uh, has a lot to has a lot to look forward to. I think there's going to be some growing pains. If they can get that O-line together and keep Watson upright, I think they're going to get more dynamic as the season goes on. So I'm still in on them. I still believe in Deshaun Watson. I think he is still one of the five to ten best quarterbacks in the NFL, and it's unquestioned at this point, the way he carries that team. And even did you see uh, the footage of him after the game where – Hours after they had lost that game, he was at the stadium still working with his quarterback's coach trying to get some more reps in and try to get in a better rhythm. No, I didn't see that, but that's good. I mean, that's kind of a crazy thing. Like, you would think, like, people just go home, decompress. Right. No, he was still out there working. So, I mean, he's just one of my favorite guys in the league today. Uh, I think they're going to come out and they're going to, you know, put the hurting on the Falcons. I'm going with the Texans. I'm going to go with the one-man band against the freak show of clowns. For sure. I got to go with Deshaun Watson. I'm going with Houston Texans. All right. Well, let's hear what the coin has to say. The coin is also going with the Houston Texans. Oh, okay. Hey, we might have a good week. We're all agreeing so far. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans with the Tennessee Titans giving the Bills two and a half points. Interesting. Interesting line. Very interesting. This is a fun game. Uh, I mean, it should be fun whenever these two teams get together. I mean, I always think about that that one play where the Titans definitely uh, threw that forward pass, and then they let them get away with that touchdown. You know, that one play with that wrestler Frank Wycheck involved. Like, there was a bunch of just weirdness there. But you'll never forget that when these two teams play. But 
How about the week for both these teams? And yeah. two different outcomes, but I would have to say they, they're they both coming in feeling pretty good after what happened last week. Tennessee showed up and kicked the fail clowns right in their little circus balls. They, were, they looked terrible, and Tennessee looked like world beaters between yeah. Derrick Henry and Mariota going out there and putting some points up yeah. pretty pretty quick. Yeah, they, they kind of did them in pretty easily. It was it was not pretty. Like I thought really the Falcons were going to put up a fight, and it just seemed like they were just barely around, and I don't understand what their game plan is going forward. But uh, but what about the Bills? Well, here's the weird thing about that game, though. I remember watching it the first half. They were just looking like ass. Like I, that blocked punt. Like that was the point when I saw that. I was like, "Yeah, the same old Bills. Like this is gonna happen. Like right. the Pats are gonna come out. They're gonna roll them thirty-four nothing. You know, vintage Tom Brady." But they showed some heart out there. The fact that when I turn the game back on, it's sixteen ten, and they're driving. And it's like what? But then also, they went through kind of a weird situation with their star quarterback Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I mean, going through that that big helmet to helmet hit like yeah. that knocked him out of the game. I mean, that was like the turning point. I think if he would have stayed in that game, they might have been able to get something done at the end. I think Matt Barkley was definitely not prepared for that. No. But their defense looked great. They made the goat look like a shrimp cocktail out there. Yeah, yeah, it looked pretty looked pretty daunting for Brady out there. Like there was that one play in the end zone where um, Mike Hyde just came out there and just eyed him down the whole time, and you could just see it. And that's very rare that you see uh, something like that happen to Tom Brady. He was discombobulated. Really yeah. was. Yeah, I There's would no definitely agree. And Frank Gore went off. Oh, yeah. Frank Gore had a day. Frank Gore alert. Yeah, that that one run he had was vintage Frank Gore. And the fact that he's he's like in his right. mid-30s. Yeah, that's it. Let's let's pick. I, I, I'm going with the Bills. Okay. I mean, you, you like the Bills here? I'm going with the Bills. Frank Gore all day. Ah. Uh. Tennessee's a fluke, man. I think Atlanta just really, 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 really. Sucks. I want it. I I want it. I want to disagree, but I can't. I'm going to go with the Bills as well. They 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 hung a little too tough with the Pats. I think they got some like forward momentum going on here. Like, a, even if Josh Allen doesn't w, play, I think yeah. they're going to win. They're going to take a W from that L. Yeah, I think and bounce back. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's see what the coin has to say about the Titans and Bills, huh? It's tails. So the coin is going with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. We've agreed on each one. This is going to be the greatest week. Yeah. I can tell. Just skyrocket. Yeah, and gain zero, ranking. gain zero ground on the coin. But <laughs> sure. And next up is the Chicago Bears at the Oakland Raiders with the Oakland Raiders getting four and a half points. The Raiders won? Yeah, they got out to a nice lead, too, against the Colts. I, uh... I had to double check that one like throughout the day. Yes. Like, I was checking like my fantasy app and I was just like, oh, what's going on? Wait a minute. The Raiders are up? That's not right. And it's like you kept going back and like checking and it's just like that doesn't make any sense. Like, what planet is this? What year is this? They got up and they got up quick and then they just held on. Yeah, I mean it, it it was it was a pretty nice victory, but you kind of wonder what happened with the Colts there, but hmm. True. But then there's the Bears. They kind of Ugh. I don't know. They lost They lost their quarterback. They did. But is that a good or a bad thing at this point? I don't know because they got kind of the same thing out of Chase Daniel. But he was calm, cool, collected enough to get the job done. I think for them, all they got to do is just 
find someone that can hand the ball off for a while and then they can just grind it out and keep winning these 13-10 football games. Like, honestly, like, that could be a key to success for them. Their defense is that good. Oh, yeah. And they made a statement against Minnesota, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, look at who they were beating up on. <laughs> but still, at the same time, they held Dalvin Cook in check, who's been a, Superman. They sacked that weirdo Kirk Cousins six times, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were eating, eating them up like fried liver. Yeah, and Delvin Cook, they shut him down like you were saying. Yeah, it was a pretty dominant showing. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty tough to go against the Bears right now. He had two and a half yards of carry in that game, which for him is pretty low this season. Yeah, he had been the NFL's leading rusher going into that game too. Yeah, I don't know. The Bears also, speaking of the run game, need to get off to a better start on the ground. Yeah. Uh, uh, where is it so far? What can they do? We've heard so much about Montgomery going into the season that he was going to blow up and and we were going to forget all about Jordan Howard and all the things that he had done in the past. And also we had saw what Cohen had done prior last year. And I have been on basically the rant about how much they're missing Cohen in the offense. But at this point, I don't even think they want him to be part of it. I'm not sure what they're trying to do. Uh, They have all sorts of guys that just kind of just don't really fit. Uh, it's just a weird mismatch, and like Trubisky is not gonna make that jump, and I think maybe a change would be good for them. Maybe that's gonna spark something, because that's what they're gonna need to keep going in this pretty wild NFC North, or at least figure out a way to get your ball control working. Yeah, because I think that's gonna be a key for most of the teams in the NFC North. Yeah, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Yep. Keep Matt Stafford off the field. Win the game. Yep. Yeah, and in this one, I don't know. I got a weird feeling about this one. Oh, don't do this. I'm going with the Oakland Raiders. Oh, man, no. I'm going with the Raiders. They did, got out a little too fast against the Colts, and I thought the Colts were going to handle them pretty good. Did, did Coach call you? I can't disclose whether or not I've had any private phone calls with Coach Gruden or not. Oh, okay. But, I mean, that's fine. If you want If you want to live in crazy town. Crazy town's good to me. The weather's nice here. <laughs> Okay. Going with the Raiders. Have fun. I'm going to stick with the Chicago Bears. Coin. And the coin is heads. Ah, so coin's going with uh, the Bears here, huh? Yep, going with the Bears, so we divert. Hopefully I am right and the coin is wrong. Uh, we'll see We'll see about that one. All right, what's next? The one that we're not going to be wrong about. The Arizona Cardinals at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals giving the Cardinals four and a half points. Uh, why? I mean, the Cardinals aren't great, but they're not putrid like the Bengals, though, aren't right? <sighs> so uh, we're four, four, four weeks through the season, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so we can kind of start to make some like big picture like predictions and like what we think, right? Yeah. Who are the absolute ass teams? Well, Miami. Yeah, they're on by, but yes. Washington. Yeah, I think we have to say that now. And definitely Cincinnati. Yeah, I would I would definitely say Cincinnati. You know what's the saddest part about them, though, compared to all these other teams? I, I think you can throw the Jets in there. I think you oh, can. Oh, yeah, the mono Jets. You can throw the you can maybe even throw the Cardinals in there. Them and their tie. Um, but the saddest thing is the Bengals are trying to win. Of out of all those teams, I think they're trying to win. And and that's worse. 
when you if you if what you're trying if you trying to win is what they did against the Steelers, then oh, not looking good. And here's the thing, I don't think it gets much better this week. I don't think they're going to turn it around. I think that this is heading to a disastrous season, and we could see that core of a Bengals team that we'd seen for forever. Yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, I think some things are going to get changed around in Cincinnati for sure. I think. Uh, well, Marvin Lewis is going to come back. Oh yeah, that's probably what's Andy Dalton happen. will never leave either, though, because that would nope. make too much sense. But AJ Green's gone though, because. He just has to be. I think he he does need to go somewhere else. I think so too, because he's good in Cincinnati. He'll never get his due just on that team. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pick this damn game. I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, sure. I guess I'll go with the Cardinals. I I don't want to care about this one at all. No. If, If if you're not a fan of one of those two teams and you have anything to do with that game, seek help. Seek treatment. It'd be more. I I would have a more fun time just bashing my head against the wall. Yeah, for three hours. I think so too. I mean, Kyler Murray is probably going to do that against the defense, but I mean, this is not going to be an entertaining football game. And anyone who thinks so is going to be sadly mistaken. But let's hear what the coin is going to tell us the winning prediction here. Wake the coin up here. Yep, coins going heads. Oh, so the coin believes in the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, I think we Easy called it. Easy peasy. The Bengals are fucking trash. Let's just move on. There's no more to say about that game. So we move on to the Minnesota Vikings at the New York Giants with the Giants getting four and a half points. And the Giants held on against the Redskins last week, but how much of that was the Giants? How much of that was the Redskins just being one of the worst teams in the league? <laughs> Tough to say. Uh, the Redskins are just a utter pile, and we'll – We'll get to them. Oh, there's in a, a lot to discuss when we get to them for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll I'll save all my Redskins talk then. What can you say? We got to really start here. This is the more pressing thing. What's up with the Vikings? And what's up with NFL media and fans out there just having like I don't know. Uh, what's that when you when you just forget everything and like you just don't see things straight and you're just like. This is crazy. Like, I thought I remember this, but I don't now. Like the Mandela effect? Amnesia. Or amnesia. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I think people got Kurt Cousins amnesia a couple years ago when he signed that contract. Because when he was in Washington, he was not a great quarterback. He was average to good. And they gave an average to a good quarterback, a contract like someone like Phillip Rivers or Matt Ryan or even, dare I say, Matthew Stafford. Like, all guys who are definitely 1 million percent better than Kirk Cousins. And now we're seeing average. And that's all they're going to be is average because he's not a great quarterback. He never was a great quarterback. They, out of desperation, convinced themselves that he was a great quarterback. He's like when they're handing out snack packs and everybody's getting a snack pack and the last one left is yours and it's a vanilla one. Yeah, you really wanted that chocolate. Yeah, I don't want the vanilla snack pack. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is the human embodiment of the vanilla snack pack. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would definitely agree with that analogy. I mean, he's just one of those guys that's like, I mean, sure, he's middling, he's average. He's 
he's better than probably I don't know twelve other quarterbacks in the NFL starting. But when you have volume guys like Adam Thielen and huge playmakers like Stephon Diggs and a running back like Delvin Cook, game manager's not going to cut it. Yeah, to be average. If you are better than average, your team will win. Yes, like and and even also when you couple that better than averageness on offense with having one of the league's best defenses, like they should have a pretty uh, easy to see strategy on how to win ball games. I don't understand how they've dropped uh, a couple of those games so far. Honestly, this is a team I think is much better than their record. I think they should have beat the Bears and they sh- probably should have beat the Packers too. Yeah, and I think the Bears did give Kirk Cousins the business, and that was a lot of uh, yeah, <laughs> the I issues think, at hand. Yeah, I think that didn't help. But they need a lot of help. And can they bounce back against the Giants when the Giants are getting four and a half points? I don't think so. I disagree. Yeah? I'm going with the Vikings. Okay. I think Dalvin Cook's going to take him there. I mean, he's going to have to. Yeah. Because Kirk Cousins isn't going to do shit. Or Adam Thielen's going to bitch about being a running team again. We're going to have to do this again for the next news cycle. So, yeah, I'm going with the Giants. You got the Vikings. The coin will have the... It's coming up heads again. So the coin is going with the Minnesota Vikings. On to the New England Patriots at the Washington Redskins. With the Redskins getting 15 and a half points. Uh, there's just so many shitty teams this year, huh? Yeah, there really is. <laughs> I mean, we're we're four weeks in, and normally like you can kind of like I guess get a gauge for how things are going. And I think we kind of went over earlier who those teams are, but it's just epically terrible how bad things are going for each one. Uh, I think the Redskins are kind of an even funnier story because there was the reports last week that uh, Coach Gruden was out there. Uh, Coach Jay Gruden, let's let's yep. clarify, not friend of the show John, but Coach Jay Gruden uh, was coaching for his life out there. And this was the game against the Giants was a must win for him to continue his job. Or they're going to feed him to the Rancor. Yeah, yeah, they were gonna they were gonna take him out, but it did not go their way. And you could tell early on that it was not Case Keenum's day. And they made the move. They went to Haskins, and this is something that we'd been calling for all year. Like kind of like why why not? Like what have you had to lose? Well, they kind of proved why they weren't doing that because yep. he does not look like he is ready at all. And I mean. I thought so watching them in the preseason. Yeah. I saw a little bit, and what I saw was not what everyone else was seeing when they drafted the guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it just was not going. Looked like he needed some time. He needs some seasoning. Or maybe he just needs, I don't know, absolutely anybody around him that can make a play. Hey, there's that. A run game, some sort of offense. A tight end, someone who can catch the ball, a head coach. A defense. You know, they're only like 53 players away from a championship, I think. If they can find 53 good players, the Redskins can be good again. Yeah. I don't know. This is another trap, though. eh, With this kind of a line, yes. Yep. But, big but, let's talk about 53 good players. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. It's like the polar opposite. We have the New England Patriots. They're 4-0. and They held on against a tough Buffalo Bills team where Tom Brady was humanized. Yeah. But how do they normally react when this happens? Remember when we said, like, they? of course they won. But 
this is still that game for them where they are going to come back and they are going to absolutely tear apart the Washington Redskins. If the Redskins struggled last week, this New England defense is top of the league. Much better than the Giants, Steve, that suffocated them last week. So, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you here. I uh, Normally I hate these crazy 15-and-a-half-point lines, especially when, when the home team is giving that up. That is absurd. You would you would imagine even a bad team at home could keep it within two scores. I'm with you. It's not going to happen. The Patriots are going to roll. It's going to be ugly. Yep, and then they get a new weapon this week. They get Ben Watson. Yeah. It's, it's it's almost just like another reason. It's just unfair. Yeah, yeah. There's always something new that that they're able to exploit and get out there and and uh, find a new way to score with. Yeah. So Keenum Haskins doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's going to be 1776 out there. Yep. There's going to be blood. All right. Let's let's go to our buddy here. He'll so we, tell us the we winner. We both have the pats, and then yeah, the coin for the sure thing. Coins going with heads. So, New England it is. Okay, yeah. We're going to have a good week. I think so. I like it. Maybe you can bump us up into a new percentile. Yeah, make us look smart for once. So, up next, what do we got? We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints, with the Saints giving the Buccaneers three and a half points. Would you say these both, both of these teams had the two most surprising efforts from last weekend? Oh, for sure. Uh, who saw the Bucks putting up 55 against the Rams last week? Nobody. Yeah, it definitely wasn't me. Uh, you could tell by our picks. I think we all got that one wrong. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, they came to play. Yeah, and I thought the Cowboys were going to get it done against the Saints too, but nope. The Cowboys looked to be like the team to beat for a while, but that, that Saints defense. Saints that's defense legit. showed up, and they looked really good. And Tampa Bay, like you were saying, they hung 55 points up against the Rams. In L.A. Yeah. Like what happened? Yeah. I, I, it's one of those unexplainable uh, any given Sunday type of games where, you know, sometimes when two teams are out there, anything can happen. Jameis Winston got himself a big W dinner. Oh, yeah. yeah it was marinated, real nice, Ooh. cooked it up, medium rare. He went out there and he just ate that all night long. Magnifique. Chris Godwin, looking like a number one guy. Yeah. He's been a pretty big uh Pretty big weapon for him this year. He's getting volume and he's catching everything. Yeah, he's kind of been like that nice complimentary guy to Evans. So they got kind of a nice one-two punch going. Yeah, they're really moving the ball through the air. Winston's looking like a a different guy out there. Like I was not expecting him to be this prolific through the air this year, but Bruce Arians is really doing a good job with him. I would agree. I would definitely agree. And I would also say that I think on the flip side, New Orleans – Needs a little bit more from their offense uh, against this Tampa Bay team. Yeah. I, if if last week and uh, some of the previous efforts that we've seen from the Buccaneers shows anything, uh, they can really put up some points. Their, their issues seem to be with the defense. So the Saints are going to have to kind of take advantage of that this week. I would say look for some Alvin Kamara here. I think he's going to break out and he's going to have a nice uh, big game for them this week. I'm going with the Saints. I don't think much is going to stop this role. I think – uh, even with Teddy Bridgewater, they've been able to keep everything rolling pretty nicely. Logic would dictate that I would agree with you. However, I've been drinking the crazy sauce. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you running for mayor of Crazy Town? Because I think you got the election locked up now. I think I got it. Okay. Well, uh, crazy let, ticket. Let's, let's, tub. Well, let's see what the coin has to say on this one. Coin's feeling a little crazy, too. It's not heads. It's tails. 
Ooh. Going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, okay. I mean, I would be a little impressed too after last week, but I don't know if that's going to roll again. I think they're going to face a tougher test on defense this week. They did shut down Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott last week. Yeah, that they did. And talk about shutting things down. Let's get on to the New York Jets at the Philadelphia Eagles with Philadelphia giving the Jets only 13 and a half points. Oh, I wish I had 13 and a half reasons to watch this game. Yeah, 13 reasons why not to watch this. Honestly, I think this game would make me want to kill myself. Yeah, I mean, it might. I mean, thankfully, we didn't have to watch the Jets last week, though. We unfortunately cannot say the same this week. You, you know what's funny about that is, like, we went through and we picked all our games last week, and the Jets and 49ers are flying so under the radar that we forgot they weren't even playing. And, and we now, didn't even notice. And now we have mono. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I guess anything can happen when the Jets are involved, uh, except for them covering and winning this game. I I, I think this is going to be a brutal beating uh, the Jets are not a good football team. I think we, we all know this. It's been pretty well proven at this point. Adam Gase is a madman that has no business being the head coach of a football team. And Le'Veon Bell must feel like he's really wasting his time out there right now. But, hey, he got paid, so that's good for him. So, I don't know. Uh, I got nothing to say about the Jets other than they stink. And I think uh, Carson Wentz has a big one in the Eagles' role. I mean, the Eagles kicked the Packers in their little cheesehead balls. They they did. So there's that. And I don't see why they can't do the same thing against the Jets. But as mayor of Crazy Town, 13 and a half points is a lot. I think Philly's going to win. New York's going to cover. I'm going with the Jets. Oh, okay. I mean, you're right. It is a lot, but I just don't. I don't believe in the Jets, but we'll see what happens. What's what's uh, old shiny coin got to say? The coin is not allowed in Crazy Town, as it has picked the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, about about time we heard some common sense here from Twenty Five Cents. Now we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the Pittsburgh Steelers getting three and a half points. Uh, I think this will be a classic Steelers Ravens ugly, boring. Bowling shoe Uh what what is there to say about this matchup? The Ravens kind of really uh they kind of really disappointed me last week. I really thought that that was going to be the week. The Browns it, broke their back, made them humble. Yeah, but if they would have came out and they would have just stomped out the Browns right then and there, I think you could pretty much say the division would have been wrapped up. They'd be 3 and 1. They'd have wins against not so fast. Yeah. Not in that division. Not in this damn division. Can no. it be so cut and dry? No. Oh, no. No, that the would make sense. The only thing that's cut and dry is that Cincinnati is balls. Yes. We can rule them out, but honestly. But they exist, and they play all these other teams twice a year. Yep. What those other teams are going to do, we have no fucking clue. Uh, you could convince me into thinking that the Browns or Ravens are a legit Super Bowl contender. And you could also convince me uh, under you know, severe pressure – that the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't out of this. They can make a run. They can go to the playoffs. It's not Anything over. Anything can happen in this stupid division. I hate to say except the Bengals doing anything. Possible. Oh, we've established that. We're not even touching them anymore. But when the Bengals are in play, the Steelers look like the Steelers. They, they look good. I mean, even though here's a concern. Uh, 
Mason Rudolph is not going to be able to throw the running back 500 times a game and win. Yeah, that only so. works against ass teams like Cincinnati. I don't think like, so. I don't think the Ravens are going to let that happen this week. So what are they going to do? Are they going to get Juju involved? Because seems like they're kind of forgetting about him. I think it's going to be a tale of two defenses, to be honest. Because the Ravens' defense has been underperforming. They absolutely laid down last week. I think they, which is kind of funny because at the beginning of the season when they got off to that nice start, I thought that had been like one of the more solid aspects of the team. They really came to play against Miami and Arizona. Now, what they've done since then, I've not been a big fan of, and they really need to bounce back. I think if the Ravens are the team that I think they are, they're going to come out and they're going to punch the Steelers in the mouth to get a W this week. Yeah, the defense needs to make some plays. Without a doubt. And they have a ripe opportunity against the Steelers team to make some plays. Yeah. On the other side, we do have a decent Pittsburgh Steelers defense, though. They could just as easily wreak just enough havoc to have a field goal swing one way or the other. So with three and a with let's see, what was it? Three and a half points? I don't know. I don't if it was less, but I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, I think that's a safe pick. I mean, just who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph? I think one guy provides limited, limitless options of potential on how to beat the other team, while the other guy just likes to throw the running backs. Yeah, I think the offense is going to get hot again in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think I don't see the Steelers thing riding much longer. But who knows? They could prove us all wrong. Yeah, let's see. The coin's probably going to prove us wrong right now. Let's see what happens. Nope, the coin's going with the favored Ravens. Heads on that one. So good, good on the coin. All right, what do we got next? We have the chosen one, Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Carolina Panthers, with Carolina giving Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars three and a half points. I know, I know, I know. We'll talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gardner Minshew. We'll get there. Like, give us a moment. We got to talk about another unsung rookie quarterback that nobody saw coming. What about Kyle Allen? He's like, been good. Look at the damage he's done. Like he's gone out there and really came to play in, in the couple of weeks and you know in the spell of Cam Newton. Yeah. And this is like a situation where a couple of weeks ago we're like, oh, Cam's got to play in order for them to keep their season alive. Not true. Cam needed to get healthy. I think so. But <laughs> I really hate this this idea. But you think there's something brewing there? I don't know. I also think a lot of their offense is just dump it to Christian McCaffrey and hope that nobody can see him uh, over the offensive lineman and that he hits the hole and he, boom, runs for a touchdown. That's yeah. like 90% of their offense, or they dump it off to him and he makes something happen. That, that so, is I mean, true. How how much of this can we really get from this? Because that's what they did last week. Yeah, I mean, there there is that part of it. It's like how much of this is just effective game planning versus Kyle Allen actually being uh, legit. Because I think they do that with Cam Newton too. They'll just dump it to Christian McCaffrey. And yeah, but I think I think Cam's a little bit uh, more seasoned, and he's definitely got a lot for more sure. uh, production than in the past. But I mean, it's interesting. We'll see what happens there. I I'm still more interested in what's going on with uh, Mister Gardner Minshew. He's the most interesting man in the league, if not the entire world. It seems like I can't go a day without getting some new Gardner Minshew factoid. It's like there's always something. Yeah, what was the, the, the they call him Jock? 
Why was that? Because he sits around playing with his jock or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Leonard Fournette was saying something about that. That like before the games, like he's just in the locker room, like messing around with his jock strap, and he's like, "That's some weird college stuff you're doing there." And he's like, "But they just kind of get used to it because he's just a weird guy." There was that story about how he tried to break his hand. Like he's just out there, man. Yeah, he tried but to break his hand with a hammer. I just think though, like in some that's weird, what it takes. In a weird, strange way, those guys always end up being successful at quarterback because they're crazy, they're wild, they'll go out there, they'll do anything it takes to win. Like he kind of has that Jim McMahon vibe. Um, you could say this about like uh, I know he wasn't a great quarterback, but Jeff George was a crazy son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I said Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars because this team is now his team. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. This is the Gardner Minshew experience. Yeah, and, and they're all playing second fiddle to him. Featuring and, Leonard Fournette going back in time and running the ball like he's a Katamari. Yeah, he looked great. He had over 200 yards. Carried the ball 29 times, too. Yeah, if they can do that going forward, like that's a recipe for success in a division that's ripe for the taking. Yep. It looks like, honestly, all those teams are underperforming. I thought either the Colts were going to fall flat or they could contend. But with Brissett, they've kind of fell into like a middling area where they seem like they could, if all things click, could make the playoffs, or they could pick in the top ten. It's, who knows what to say with them? But in that division, it's kind of funny because like all those teams are in yep. that spot. I think the Jags, you know, if they keep this rolling, they've had a couple close like last-minute victories in a row, if they can keep this rolling, they might be on to something. We might be putting all that Jalen Ramsey trade talk in the back yeah, back rear view mirror now. I think they need to punch someone in the mouth, though, too. I, I think they've been winning great. They've been rallying. They've been coming back from behind, and Gardner Minshew's been getting it done. But I think for their, for them to keep this rolling, I think they're going to need to put the, put the boots to someone's throat. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get that done in that way against Carolina, but I'm going to pick the Jack- the Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, yeah, I am I wish I could say otherwise, but yeah, I'm with you. I can't bet against the man. I honestly at this point I don't even care if I'm right. I just I'm rooting for Gardner Minshew the rest of the way. He's the most entertaining player in the NFL. There's no question. What's the coin got? The coin is going, on the other hand, with the Carolina Panthers. Ouch, that does not bode well for Mr. Minshew. Yep, what a boring piece of metal. Am I right? Yeah, I'm not with it this week. Speaking of boring, let's segue into the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are giving the Broncos six and a half, not enough points. Oh, this week in Ambien. Okay, uh, here we go. Uh, What did the Broncos do last week? I fell asleep through it. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they choked away a sure W against Jacksonville. They let Gardner Minshew uh, – actually, you know what? That that was kind of fair that they that balanced the two out. Like, you had one team that, that picks you up and one team that drops you down. Um, but, yeah, Denver is always uh, going to be our nap game of the week. Uh, and I don't think the Chargers are going to provide much intrigue here, even though this is going to be uh, most assuredly – uh, the first start of the season for running back Melvin Gordon, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see. I mean, sure, that looks all well and fine, but Eckler looked great. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting dynamic you think, going forward. I think they forward. would be a fool, or they would be foolish not to spread that out a little. I think they will going forward. They're going I, to have to. 
I think that's going to be uh, an interesting thing to follow uh, throughout the season for anyone who owns any of those guys in fantasy is uh, they're going to eat into each other's workload, and they're going to keep both of them fresh. And this is a team I think still is in it. I think they may be uh, at a make-or-break point. Like This needs to be a week where the Chargers really uh, put their foot on the gas and say, we're a contender. And honestly, the Broncos are a great place for them to start doing I that. I mean, I think that Phillip Rivers and his dozens of kids could put the foot on the gas and beat the Denver Broncos. Like The Rivers Rugrats could beat them. They yeah, don't need I mean, Eckler. They don't need Gordon. They just need all the Rivers kids because Denver's terrible. I don't think it really matters. I, I think you could give uh, Denver Ed McCaffrey and Rod Smith. I agree with Emmanuel Sanders when he said that Denver is living in a world of suck. Yeah. I think that pretty much just nails it. I, I think they're living in the world of dreams, but that's just me. But All right, I think we're both in agreement here. We're both going uh, Los go, Angeles. Go Chargers, go. Yeah, we kind of made this one pretty clear. Uh, let's see what the coin's got to say. Uh, flip the coin. Go Chargers, go. The coin is going with the Chargers. Oh, yes. And... One of the more interesting matchups of the week, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys, with Dallas giving the Packers three and a half points. I think this is a game that uh, all those points are based on where it's being played. I think these guys on a neutral site, it's an even ball game. Uh, I think both of them are in the elite of the NFC. I think uh, I have a surprising take on that. Who would you say are probably your, the five best teams in the NFC so far? Oh, let's see off the top of my head. Definitely, I would say Green Bay, Dallas, Seattle, New Orleans, and either Philly or Detroit. I would probably go with Detroit instead. I think I would, too. They beat them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where it's kind of interesting. In, but that's uh, what I got. So here's a weird, weird kind of matchup. Both teams are coming in off a loss. Uh, the... Packers lost in kind of stunning fashion. They kind of played that seesaw game with the they played a seesaw game with the Eagles that kind of went back and forth all the way through mm -hmm. and ended on a pretty controversial play where it looked like there was a clear pass interference, but the ball had been tipped in the process and intercepted by the Eagles to end any and all chances for Aaron Rodgers to complete that comeback. So it didn't go as planned for Green Bay, and that ended their undefeated start. And the Cowboys kind of ran into something similar, too, where they played in a pretty low-scoring, defensive-dominated game against Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints, and they also failed to come out there and keep their undefeated streak going. So both teams are coming off a loss, looking to bounce back, looking to show who they really are uh, for the rest of the NFC. And I think this is going to be a real important game later on in the season when we're looking at the standings to figure out who's going to be possibly uh, getting a first-round bye. So... I don't know. It's going to be really tough. I think it's going to come down to just who's able to play their game. And I think the Packers are going to come in there and play their game. I think they're going to push the Cowboys around. I think they're going to expose some of the things that the Saints exposed in this last week's game. And they're going to have to make Dak work for it. And I think that's what they're going to do. Interesting. As mayor of Crazy Town, I don't actually think it's that crazy. I'm going to pick No, the I think Cowboys. you're saying. I think this is... <laughs> Yeah, you're fine picking the Cowboys here. I think this is a, a split game. I'm still game. running on the crazy ticket. Oh, yeah, you definitely but are. But this isn't Raiders crazy, but it makes Dallas. sense. 
I just think that uh, they're still that good. I just think that New Orleans defense is better than anyone thought it was. Okay. And that that game was kind of sneaky. And I also think that both of these teams are very they, – they find a rhythm, and that rhythm they use throughout the whole entire game. And when you disrupt that rhythm, they have a hard time. Yeah. Especially – I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't used to, but he also had, you know, Jordy Nelson, et cetera, et cetera. Now, where it's just Devontae Adams going off in this last game, I mean, if they, if he had a little more, I think, I would have a little more faith in that to happen. But I don't really see it. I don't know. I, I think, go I think the defense is going to be the big part, but we'll see what happens. Both pretty good defenses, too, so we'll see. Yeah, I got the Packers. You got the Cowboys. What does the coin got? The coin has. The coin is going with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Uh, so we're on to, I believe, some primetime football, right? Yes, sir. We have the Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs with the Kansas City Chiefs giving up 10.5 points. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. I hate oh. that song more than anything, but it gets stuck in my head forever. That whole Sunday night football presentation drives me insane. Like watching Chris Collinsler slide in. Listening to Al Michaels pretend like he believes in miracles. Like, all that drives me insane. What about the graphics? Oh, they're terrible. Sunday Night Football is the worst. They're just lucky that they always have great games. That's true. Except for this one. Yeah. We'll see. It doesn't look that sexy on paper, but I don't know. After what happened last week against the Lions with Kansas City, do they take a step backwards against the Colts who can fire up? At will, sometimes, every once in a while. I think that game against the Lions for Kansas City showed more about who the Lions are than it showed about who Kansas City is. I think Kansas City is going to come out here. They're going to do their thing. They're going to put in some work on the Colts, and it's going to be not pretty. I think the Colts have definitely shown some signs of life this year. Like I'm not writing them off entirely, but I just don't think that their defense is on enough of a level to kind of replicate what Detroit was able to do in that last matchup. And at the same time, like, Brissett's going to have to have the game of his life if he wants to keep pace with that Chiefs offense. And that's the thing is that the Colts have only won two games. Kansas City Chiefs have won four games. The Colts are going to have to hand the Kansas City Chiefs not only a loss, but their first loss. I don't see it. I just don't. I like the Colts, but, like, what you just said, I have to agree with. I think it was a cosmic entity that happened against the Detroit Lions in that game. It was an anomaly, you could say. I think they bounce back, and I think Pat Mahomes puts up some more UFO-like numbers against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, so so he's going to be out of this world, you're saying? I think so. Okay. Taking it to another limit. You could say. Okay. Well, I think we're both in agreement here. I'm not believing in the Colts in this matchup either. I think the Chiefs roll big. I agree. Going with the Chiefs, and let's see about our homie, the coin. Kansas City all day. Coin is heads. Okay. So let's let's move on to, oh, boy, another interesting Monday Night Football. Don't we love Monday Night Football? Oh, yes. More. Feed me more. What, what do we got in this matchup? The Cleveland Browns. At the San Francisco 49ers, with the Niners giving the Browns, a.k.a. America's team, three and a half points. I don't know what to make of this. 
Who are the Niners? Uh, who have they beat? Because from my recollection, I don't think it's anybody really that impressive. I mean, what? The Bucks? That's probably their best win. Yeah. Like they – who else did they play? Looking back. They they beat up on the Bengals. I mean, Bengals good job. Are, Everyone does. Yeah. We beat up on the Bengals every week. Yeah. <laughs> we're not even taking the field. Yeah. I went, we're undefeated against the Bengals. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I mean, I just don't know what to make of them. I think they've shown some signs of brilliance. Like, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan's doing a great job this year. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's having a good season. They're getting the running backs involved. They got a kind of yeah. nice thing going. But are they going to be able to take on the Browns here, who found some new life against the Ravens? They look like a scary team. They look like they have a plan, and they know – what they're doing going forward, and if they can get Nick Chubb going like they did in that game, with them super look thick, out. them super thick numbers and them chubby touchdowns, yeah, he had three chubby touchdowns. Yeah, he had Chubbs all day, all day. And let's see, we had the Cleveland dude. They are so up and down though. It, it's hard to even kind of think what where they're going to be. It really is, and their defense is playing okay. Their defense is playing pretty well. And their offense, it, it's look, look, who knows what we're going to see? Are we going to see Odell Beckham throw any more balls? I hope so. Are we going to see him get choked out by any more cornerbacks? Maybe. I mean, I think at this point, you almost expect it from every team that they're going to go out and try to choke out Odell Beckham. It's probably going to happen at least once a game. I cannot believe that they didn't, neither of those guys got ejected for that. I, I mean, when Beckham <laughs> threw the punch and then immediately got thrown it around and choked out, I mean, yeah. That should have been an ejection, but no, I guess that's fine in the NFL now. Okay, so which Cleveland team is going to show up? Are we going to get America's team, the Cleveland Browns, or are we going to get Sewertown USA's favorite sons, the Cleveland Steamers? Uh, okay, well, we're going out west on Monday Night Football. The wild, wild west. In the bright lights in the very empty city of Santa Clara of California. Uh... I don't don't see how the Niners win this game. America's team. I think is America's and half, team is three and a half points, man. Yeah, that's that's the big mistake. I think they're coming out there and they're gonna show them who's boss, and they're gonna keep this going, and they're gonna keep pace with the Ravens in that wild uh, AFC North division yep. race. They're gonna get chubby with it. They're gonna rock them. Cleveland's gonna rock USA all the way. America's team. Ohio and the coin. For Monday Night Football, choose as the coin is going with tails. So the Cleveland Browns. It agrees America's team is going to win. Perfect. What an excellent way to end uh, week five here. I hope you guys enjoyed. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't forget. We There's just two teams that we just glossed right over, almost like they're not playing this week. Yeah, yeah, I forgot who those two teams are. How could we not talk about the Miami Dolphins and the Detroit Lions? Well, we're gonna. Well, I can understand one. We're passing on the Dolphins. I got yeah. nothing to say there. Yeah, who gives a shit? We already mentioned them enough earlier when we talked about who's all circling the drain at accelerated paces this year. Yeah, they suck. Let's move on. Uh, let's, let's talk, talk about, about the Lions. Lions. Yeah, uh, hell of a game, right? Yes. Like that was kind of what you always pictured when you heard people talk about how great Matthew Stafford is. 
And I know he's just one of those guys that he just gets a lot of hate and they, they always call him out for these throwing these garbage time stats and, and he's never going out there and his record against teams over 500. Like, what do you want from him this season? Like he goes out there, he's been consistent all year long and he's been putting up numbers. And honestly, here's the weird thing about that team is they're like five or six plays away from being four and oh, but they're also five or six plays away from being oh and four without question. So I don't know what to make of them. There's people out here thinking that this is a potential, you know, NFC North champion. How could you say that? How could you say that based on what you've seen? They've shown flashes. They could be a good team, but we are so early. We cannot make any sort of bold statements like that. I think this is a team that uh, if two or three things go wrong, they're never going to make it anywhere in the NFC. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what your take is on them. I thought they looked great against Kansas City, but I think Matthew Stafford's looked pretty much great from the get-go this season. He's been playing relatively mistake-free football. He's been doing his job without question. They got on Johnson involved against the Chiefs. I figured if it was going to happen, it'd probably be against the Chiefs, and it was. They did what they needed to do. The defense showed up. They didn't have Darius Slay. They somehow showed up against Patrick Mahomes, who is playing a level of quarterback that is relatively unheard of or is unseen. No one thought he was going to pick up where he left last year, but he has, except against the Detroit Lions, without their best playmaker in Darius Slay. How does that happen? Yeah, it generally usually does Because this shit's cosmic. Yeah, there there is some weird, uh, just weird, strange thing about the Lions right this now. This is the most unLions Lions season, where all of this, all of these things that could happen, that usually do happen, that would lead to them taking the path of losing, have gone the exact opposite this year, except for this game. Yeah, really. This was the this is the one. This definitely felt like a. It had the the true lion stink to it, where they came out there and they they pretty much I felt like they had their way with Kansas City the whole way through this game, and there was just a couple they were just really turnovers, but they got a lot of turnovers uh, from the from the Chiefs. The defense played great, all things considered, because I mean I thought Kansas City was going to go in there and just absolutely destroy them, and so this cosmic entity had to seek the mayor of crazy town out and prove him wrong and make the exact opposite happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they're a weird team to watch and I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to them going forward because, uh, I don't know. They could, they strike me as a team that if they keep this up and improve on what they're doing and build, they could win the division. I've given them the kiss of death before, but they could also seriously still go five, 10 and one. Yeah. And I've given them the kiss of death before, many times. But I have a feeling that this year, it's the opposite. I think these fuckers are going to deserve it. They're going to get to the playoffs somehow. And they're going to win a playoff game. Oh, don't say it. And then they're going to get their asses clowned. In the next round, sad to say, I don't want to see it happen, but it's good. It's probably going to happen because this is a cosmic anomaly. 
it's funny to see how far we've come on this team just in a couple of weeks. We went from saying that they were one of the worst teams ever and that Matt Patricia has a micro penis to now he is saying still the human embodiment of a micro penis. He is all overcompensating sure. for the fact that he is not that great. Like I said, there is something in the cosmic alignment of the entire multiverse that we live in where the lions right now, something happened in another universe. So right now everything's coming up lions until after that playoff game. Then they go back to obscurity, but somehow this chucklehead is going to remain the lions head coach for like the next 20 years based on this one game, because that is the most lions thing that could possibly happen. Oh, that or inventing some new strange way to lose in said playoff game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're going to... They'll forfeit. Something mm. weird will happen. We get real out of the box. Either What's more out of the box, them winning the playoff game or like finding some new really, really fucked up way to lose? Uh, the game will be in Seattle, but they'll go to Dallas instead, so they won't be there at the time of the kickoff of the game, and then they'll lose via forfeit. Perfect. Sounds very Detroit. But to be honest, they've played great, I think, for the most part this season, outside of the couple of choice, like you said, a couple of plays that could have spun things either way. They've gotten lucky. This is a big game against Kansas City, even though they took the loss. I think the having the bye week, too, could be big for them. Well, I can tell you this. Their whole season is going to come down to that uh, Green Bay game. If they come out and win, I think you can officially say that this is a legit team that does have some playoff aspirations and – could possibly make noise. But if they come out there and they get skunked by the Packers at Lambeau, I can officially say that this is the same same Lions team that we're the all doubt. used to. The doubt's going to start to seep in. Oh, I mean, I don't know how you could not have the doubt with them. I mean, always. They, they're one of those teams always that they need to prove it to you. And I've and, never doubted the quarterback, and I never oh, will. Oh, no. Because he's crazy good and super underappreciated. However, everything around him, I cannot – yeah, it's hard to trust it. I can't believe yet. But like you said, against the Packers, we'll see. If they go in and punch them in the mouth, then they're for real. Yeah, I'm willing I'm willing to buy in on them. But until then, I'm withholding all judgment because they need to show me some more. I mean, losing to a good team, so a lot of people do that. you got to win against good teams for people to consider you a good team. And that's about it. I mean, we kind of covered it. We uh, gave Miami all the time they deserve. And we feel like we had to talk about the Lions, though. That was a big game against Kansas City last week. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they uh, they move forward after that loss. Yep, 100%. But thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been week five picks for Even the Odd Show. I am Tub. And, of course, I am Jimbo. And for our good friend, The Coin, uh, we bid you all adieu. And we will leave you with this week's great moments in football. Understand, tonight is awful in here. Awful. No, no, it's already awful. I saw this on the schedule. Jets during the Christmas holiday. I fuck. I took four do-do-do's at 6 o'clock knowing what was what this would be. You know what a do-do-do is? It's Canadian aspirin with a little bit of codeine in it. You know, just enough to give you that pop. Two, two, twos. Duh, I mean, you buy it over the counter up there, you can't hear. It's like 10 bucks up there, but it's like 100 bucks prescription here. So you, you put it in the, all the corners of your suitcase. 
Do you have anything to declare? Oh, no. Eh? Duh, duh, duh. You always hope to have one Blue Jay game a year. <laughs> you go to the Canadian CVS. It's funny. You have those uh, bottles, 250, you know, count of uh, 222s? Yes, here they are. I'll take four of them. And they go, they, no, they always go, from the States, eh? <laughs> you never had, you never take do do dues? Just a little drop. Little 8% Cody, never hurt anybody. I know exactly what this night is. I've no, I've looked at this one for six weeks. We ready to go? Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al.